good evening folks tonight. I want to deal with the topic that might sound um, quite different for some and that is why is it that if I'm born again am I still experiencing demonic problems or activity in my house and around me? How many of you have ever experienced something weird or something happening around you? Okay, and so I want to just deal with this thing because a lot of people sit down and they've got this one side of the perception is I'm born again so nothing should ever touch me. Okay, the other side is, is that woe is me, all is lost and the devil should have his way anyway so it should be normal. So what I want to do with this is, I want us quickly to go and look at this thing scripturally, and I want you to see what you can do to change things. How many of you would like to have some things changed in your life? Because I really think it's important that we understand this. Okay, now I'm going to just quickly give you a recap. We'll start with Adam and Eve. And Adam and Eve went and sinned, and they gave up the earth, and they gave the earth to Satan. And once they gave the earth to Satan, Satan had control over the entire atmosphere. And so what happened was when Satan was ruling this earth together with his demonic forces that were with him, and this is something you must understand, that every one of those demonic forces, the third of the angels, actually had weapons with them. They had weapons that they could fight. And they had weapons to defend themselves. And that is why if you see in the Old Testament, like in the book of Daniel, when he prays, the Bible says that it took 21 odd days for the answer to come to him. And in fact, the angel that was bringing it fought so badly and was losing in fact, that he actually had to go and call Michael to come and help him. So you must understand, when you are talking about the third of the angels that had fallen, it was not a bunch of weaklings that had fallen. They were actual angels who had some sort of power, had some sort of authority. In fact, they resisted a messenger for 21 days. So why is it that in the, in the Old Testament that the angels of God were not performing like you would think that they would have on this earth? Well, simply because they had no right to perform. They had no right on the earth unless he was a just person calling on the Holy, uh, by the Holy Spirit, which in fact was only the priest, prophet, and king that God anointed to do that. So that is why, like remember the story of Elijah, when, the, when they were surrounded, and, the, and then his servant said to him, Listen, pal, we are in big trouble. And he goes, Listen, there are more for us than against us. And suddenly his eyes were open, and there was this massive army of angels around, ready to fight. Now, where did that come from, and how could that happen? Was because there was a man of God calling on angels, or calling on the spiritual, that was allowing that spiritual to override what was going on in the natural. Now, remember one thing, and this is very important. That man had the authority on the planet. Satan had the spiritual control of the planet. You see, God never took the authority away from man. The only difference was, was that Satan was controlling man's ways. How do we know that? Well, you go and look at the story of Noah. Okay, it's quite bad when one family in the entire planet still served God. The entire planet turned against God. 
Now let me tell you something, that is not just normal human nature. There is a spiritual force at play, and the reason why that spiritual force was so powerful was simply because Satan had had a right, and those demonic forces were actually spiritually opposing the human race the entire time, to the degree that God himself had to come and destroy the entire planet. So I want you to know this and take note of this. That Satan in the Old Testament had some power. He had influence. He was winning a battle. That's why when he came to Jesus, he thought he had won the ultimate thing. Yeah, he knew that God had sent Jesus. Yeah, he knew that Jesus was on the earth. And yeah, he'd taken him out. Except that his perception was that of what the Jews were looking for. Remember, they were looking for a political ruler that were going to come and free them. Similar to like Nelson Mandela, you know, freeing South Africa and breaking apartheid. They were looking for Jesus to be the political Messiah. In the sense of he's going to come here and get us out of the rule of the Romans. And, they, and yeah, Satan comes and he kills him and he thinks he's won this victory. He says, now I've even taken out the Son of God. No problem, I've sorted this out. And Jesus Christ turns the tables on him and he starts getting raised from the dead. Now I want us to go and have a look at Second, uh, it's not Second, Colossians chapter 2. And I want to teach you something because if you get this thing, it's going to start changing a lot of things in your life. Colossians chapter 2, we read the following. Now as part of Jesus' uh, death, and resurrection, he starts handling one thing, and that is that he goes to these principalities and powers. In other words, the ranks, the fallen angels that were there controlling the earth, he goes to them, and this time he does something very interesting. And it says in verse 15, it says, Having disarmed principalities, powers, and made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. Now when it says that he made a public spectacle of them, what does it mean? What does it mean to make a public spectacle of somebody? Well, let me tell you what that means. It is like when you sit down as a military officer and you get a a military um, discharge. But what do they call it? Dishonorable discharge. That's what. Alright, and that is where they would sit down and they'd take the, the person with their rank and they'd physically take a sword and then they would cut off their lapels with their rank. And they would sit down and cut it off and they'd become like a troop. And they say, you are being dishonored as an officer. We are taking back the rank. You are not an officer anymore. You are less than a troop and you are expelled from the army. Yet Jesus Christ comes and he disarms them and he makes a public spectacle of them. He takes away their authority. He takes away their rank. So you see in the New Testament, we have got a total different scenario happening here. You are not looking with a demonic force that is coming with weapons. You are not looking with a demonic force that has got power to do what they used to do in the Old Testament. But unfortunately the church do not realize this type of authority that we have. We don't realize our position when we start speaking about who you are in Christ and what Christ has actually done. So I want you to flick over to Ephesians chapter 6 quickly. And while you're getting there, I want you to get this picture. Here you have, in the atmosphere, things are starting to turn around now. 
Because when Jesus Christ comes, not only does he disarm the principalities and the powers, but what he does is he says, Satan, give me back the authority over this earth. So now the angels of God that used to sit down and wait outside of the atmosphere in the Old Testament, and remember they always had to try and get in here, the only ones that were in here was the guardian angels. Remember the Bible says that every child has a guardian angel assigned to them, and then when that, if that child dies, that angel takes him to heaven. Okay, so we know that there was the angels that were operating, but the God angels, the rest of the two-thirds, were not operating and fighting on your behalf all the time. Why? Because they only operate on the Word of God. And so if the whole world is not quoting the Word, they are not operating. So now in the New Testament, Jesus Christ comes and he turns us all around. He says, okay, I'll take back the authority of the earth. It is mine, I'll give it back to the church. All authority is mine, I'll give it back to the church. Now you must understand, I want you to get this picture. The Old Testament is God trying to get into the earth. God is busy sending stuff from heaven permanently, the prophets, everybody. The word is coming from heaven to the earth. The word coming in, coming in, coming in. In the New Testament, it's reversed. In the New Testament, is God trying to get out. God is living in us and He's saying, I need to get out. I'm trying to get out. And there's a big difference because now the power lies with you, not with God. Before it was God, we had to beg and plead and say, God, please come to earth, come and save us. Now it's a case of, I release this power that's already been given me. So it's coming from within now, it's not coming from outside anymore. But this is the problem that we have. In Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12, we read the following. You do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, and against rulers of darkness of this age, against wickedness of heavenly places. Now, you see, principalities and powers, they've been listed. So in other words, you have been clearly given the instruction. You are fighting a defenseless force. Did Jesus disarm them in Colossians? So if he's disarmed them, why am I still having an issue with demons? Why am I still having an issue with his principalities and powers? Excuse me, in fact, I want you quickly to turn to Isaiah chapter 14 quickly. I'm going to give you the reason why we have the issue. And I'm going to help you because I pray to God that we don't, we wake up to this thing. Okay, and we get this thing sorted out in our lives. If, if, sorry, Isaiah chapter 14. No, 1, 4. 14. Um, well, you can start reading from verse 12, but I don't want to read the whole portion. <coughs> Excuse me. And this is the, the story of the fall of Lucifer. But I want you just to read this in verse 16. It says, Those... Um, who see you will gaze at you. And this is talking about people who will sit down and see Satan. And they will say, and consider your saying, Is this the man that made the earth tremble? Are you the one that caused all this drop in the earth? Are you actually Satan? Are you the one that has sat down and not only caused the earth to tremble, who shook kingdoms, who made the world as a wilderness and destroyed its cities? Alright? Who did not open the house of these prisoners. 
And so it carries on. In other words, they're going to go, everybody's going to be shocked and go, are you the one that's actually created such torment? Satan, are you the one? Is this Satan? See, this is why when Smith Wigglesworth woke up in the middle of the night, turned around and saw Satan, he goes, Ach, it's only you, and went back to sleep. He did not bind him, he did not rebuke him, he did nothing. He just went, Ach, it's only you. Because we have got to realize that Satan has got no power whatsoever if we don't allow him to have it in our lives. Principalities and powers and any of these things don't have any influence on you. But yet it does. Every single one of us have had issues in our house. Every single one of us have had issues in our business or wherever we are. There's always a struggle. There's always this permanent fight. If you're a real Christian, it's permanently you like fighting this thing. And I'm going, God, why is it that we are struggling with this thing? Then God started to show me this. And I want you to listen very carefully. The authority of earth rests with you, right? Whatever you say, you will get, right? So you have one out of two things you are going to have. You're either going to have life or death out of your own mouth. You agree? The more you tap in with God, the more you realize your authority, the stronger it's going to become. In fact, I think that I, I did minister this, I think, last week with Samuel. Did I show you that scripture in Samuel? Where it says, not a single word that he spoke fell to the ground. Can you imagine that every single word you've ever said happens? Now, this is a problem that I have. As we walk around, how many of you are moody? No, never. How many of you sit down and just have a bad day? I know one guy, he came to me, he says, listen, I'm going to be in a bad mood for two years. See you later. After two years, he phoned me back. He says, I'm finished with my bad mood. We can go out for coffee. You know, there are things that happen to us, but do not happen. When you are tired or when you are sick, you say things that you should never say. Or if you get angry, you say things that you should never say. Now, what happens when you say something that is wrong? Two things happen. Number one is the angels that are supposed to be fighting for you stop fighting because they can't fight against your word. So what God was planning to do for you stops. Okay? The second thing that happens, you have just opened your door to every demonic spirit into your house. And it doesn't mean that they have a right to stay there. You have just allowed them in. So every single time you have a demonic attack in your house, you've got to go and find out what is the reason for this. The Bible says that a curse without a cause has no effect. What do I mean by that? I have had lots of Satanists come and curse me, but none of it has worked. I've got a Satanist that have tried to do things that have not have worked. But then I have one Christian brother who says something, and then I say something, and then it works, and then all hell breaks loose in my life. I'm going, how does this not work? Now let me explain. It works with what you say. Remember I said to you, the power of this earth is in your mouth. So when I say something, I either release my angels that have got weapons, then obviously there's no contest. Come on, there's no issue. That's why the demons, when they saw Jesus Christ rocking up, they go, have you come to torment us before our time? Nowhere did I ever see a demon go, oh yes, I'm going to take you on. 
No way did I ever see a demon take Paul or Peter or any of them on. There was no issue with demons. There was no issue with the spiritual world. Because they knew who they were and they said the right things. The minute you say the wrong thing, you are giving permission for that thing to happen. But the problem is not so much the permission. It's like I open the doors for Rottweilers to come into my house. But at the same time, I'm locking up the stronger animals on the other side. And so what happens is we think we just have a one-sided attack and we go, oh no, we, we don't know what to do. Meanwhile, we have allowed the devil in to come and steal, kill and destroy because of what we said. And if we could just get the way we say things right, the angels will keep moving forward in our lives. Now, what causes me to say something wrong? Very simple. Your pals, your Christian brothers who are around you. How many of you have ever had a vision and then you sit down and we've got these professional fire extinguishers that walk around in church? God's given me this vision. Oh brother, it won't happen. It's not going to happen. Just calm down. Go and do it the world way. Come on, who's ever had that in your life? And then you sort of get moodless and you go, Ah, I wonder if that ever is going to happen. And the devil goes, yeah, there we go. I have a right. Immediately if you say, I don't know if it's going to happen, you have just confessed the lay on it. See, and this is why we are having all sorts of delays, all sorts of issues, is because a very simple thing, we have said it. I wonder if this is going to work. Guys, as we start moving into this end times, we are going to have to watch very carefully what we say. Because with that comes some spiritual weight. Because I explained to you before, Jesus said His Word is spirit, it's life. It creates, it has power behind it. The same with your words. Satan sits and he waits for that gap. That's what he did with Job. He waited for the gap to get in there. Do you know what's interesting? was that Satan wasn't that sharp with Job. God actually had to tell Satan, oh, by the way, you've got a gap with him. Read the scripture. God went to Satan and said, have you considered my servant Job? Have you checked him out? Have you also checked, by the way, that he's, yeah, there's a gap there? The thing that I fear the most has come upon me. Now I want you to know something, we have got to start changing the way that we speak. No matter how down you feel, and how much of us go and skinner, if something is wrong, you immediately start talking about it. Come on, how many of you run businesses? Okay, you run a business and you've got staff, who's ever had staff issues? Alright, how many of you have ever said anything negative about your staff? Come on, let's give an example. You, you start speaking negative over the staff, guess what? You are proclaiming that into being and it's going to start happening. And then you go, oh, look at that, I told you it was going to do that. How many of you sit down and whatever you think is going to happen has happened in your life? Come on, you sit down and you go, I'm going to have a problem in this department. I'm going now to the department of home affairs. I'm going to have an issue there. And you get there and there's an issue just like you thought. Come on, who's ever said something like that? You have confessed that thing into being before you get there. And Satan goes, no, it's fine. You're, you're opening a door for delay. No problem, I can create this. 
Instead of sitting down and saying, God, I'm going to go there. I thank you for your favor. Thank you for your patience. Everything's going to work fine. See, we don't see it as an issue because we think it's a natural world. It is an issue when you carry an authority. If you don't have any authority, it's fine. The minute you start carrying an authority, it is an issue. Because what you say, you will have. I mean, you got cross with your spouse and you start confessing dumb stuff over them. Don't answer that. The point is, the minute you start confessing it, you are releasing it and you are going to have that. Do you know how hard it is to actually be a Christian and walk in the opposite spirit? How hard it is to sit down and say, yes, the natural, I have a problem with my staff, or I have a problem with my spouse, or I have a problem with the institution, or whatever it is, and I'm going to speak positive. I will not let a single negative word come out of my mouth. Because when I do that, angels can start fighting on my behalf. Things can start shifting on my behalf. And I don't have a demonic issue around it, because there's no reason for a curse to rest on my life. There's no cause for this curse to operate. And most of us have ended up putting our own curses and our own bondages on our lives because of what we said. I had to get... There were times when I'd sit down and I'd get frustrated in things and I would say things. And Janine would sit down and rebuke me like really seriously. And like only... You know, you need to sit down and sort this out properly or else. And the thing is, because you say things, and then when it starts happening, then you go, look at this, it was the fact. And you have to be so careful when you are frustrated. So careful when it looks like you are going through something. Especially if you are starting to move in the Spirit. Especially if you carry a weight in the spirit. Especially when you start seeing miracles and signs and wonders happen. As much as you see a sign and wonder, you can bring bondage. How do I know that? How many of you know the story of Elijah and Elisha, the double anointing and all of this stuff? Okay? Now look at Elisha. Those kids teased him. Said, hey, check the baldy. So he cursed them and bear came and ate them up. Guys, that sounds like an interesting story. Who knows it is? It's one of the most tragic stories because whatever he said happened. Whatever he said happened. Can you imagine what responsibility he's going to have one day before God when he stands in and has to give account for every word he spoke? You see, how many of you really want to see mountains move and all of this stuff? How many of you are prepared to watch what you say because it's going to start happening? How many of you have seen a yo-yo in your life all the time? How many of you sit down and go, yes, things go well with my family and then it's disastrous. And things go well and then it's disastrous. Or this goes up and down. Come on, who's had a life of yo-yoing? The reason for that is very simple. Because what comes out of your mouth? You talk too much. Expressives, you've got a real problem. Because whatever you feel, it just comes out of your mouth. You know, I feel bad today. Okay, so life's going to suck today. Yep, life sucks today. Wherever you go, everything's just going to go wrong. Everybody's going to hate you. Nothing's going to work. Even the robots will play against you. Now I'm being dead serious. We need to get to this place where we start getting this thing sorted. If you really want to walk a victorious life, it is possible not to have a demonic thing around you. 
It's genuinely possible to get there. As long as you don't give a cause to that curse. I want to challenge us tonight. Start releasing the power of God out of your mouth. No matter what the circumstances is. You see, God's word is higher than anything else. And if you allow the power of God to start working in your life, you will see a level of outpouring that you've never seen before. The principle of God's word is higher than that of the world. And God's word will override the world at any given time. Let's pray. Lord, I just pray right now for every single one of us. Lord, I thank you for the plan and the purpose that you've got for us. And Lord, that you're bringing us into the fullness of everything that we need to do in Jesus' name. God, I pray right now that you're going to help us to watch what we say. And Lord, as we start sowing positive into every situation, we are going to start seeing the result of what you have for us in Jesus' name. Lord, that we will turn situations and circumstances and atmospheres in the mighty name of Jesus because we call the word of God and release it out of our mouths. Lord, we don't need to call you down. We need to release you through us. And Lord, as we release the word, I thank you that angels go out on our behalf and start ministering and start changing atmospheres and bringing us to the place that we need to be in Jesus' mighty name. Father, I thank you that we are not going to remain the same and in the same place that we are right now. But God, we are going to get stirred up and we are going to do what you're telling us to do. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen.